You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramat Beit Shemesh, Israel 5781, 2021. This week's parsha is Parsha's Kisavo, and in our parsha, we have two concepts that are placed next to each other. We're going to see the Medrash talks about. One of them is the concept that the Jewish people are to accept the laws of Hashem, the laws of God, and in so doing, they need to go. There's two mountains, Hagrizim, Har Eval. The Jewish people go upon the mountains. There's a whole ceremony when they came into the land of Israel, and they would announce, whoever keeps the Torah will be blessed, whoever whoever does not keep the Torah will be cursed, and everyone will say, Amen. The entire Jewish people says the word Amen. We're going to speak about the word Amen. What is the idea of the word Amen? It means, I agree, I confirm, I affirm that what was said is true. And then the Torah continues after speaking of these 12 curses that will come upon us, heaven forbid, if we don't keep the Torah. So the Torah says, another Pasuk, this is in chapter 28, verse 1, And it will be if you will listen to the words, to the voice of Hashem your God, and many blessings will come upon you as a result of listening to Hashem. And although there's a chapter break here, the chapter breaks, it's important to know, are not from our Messiah, not from our tradition, but rather the chapter breaks were placed there by the Christians. So it's important to know that the the chapter breaks are not natural. And in fact here it's inappropriate. Uh because indeed these two Psukim, the Psukim before chapter the big the end of chapter twenty seven and the beginning of chapter twenty eight are indeed related and that's what our Medrash is going to speak about, the connection between the concept of the word Amen and the concept of If you shall listen to the voice of Hashem, if you shall heed God, heed God's commandments, keep His laws, so then great blessings will come upon us. Okay, let's read the Medrash inside. Let's, let's try to understand what the Medrash is saying. There's a great depth here, which I think every single one of us can can garner and receive something from. The Medrash talks about the concept of the word Amen. The word Amen, we say it after a blessing, when the Kohan and the priests, every single day in, in Israel, the priests get up in front of the Jewish people in the shul, in the synagogue, and they give a blessing to the Jewish people, and at the end of each, may God protect you. And bless you. So after each of the sections, the threefold blessing, we say Amen. We say, May it be so. May it be so. We agree. We would like to receive these blessings. Now, there's a problem. There's a problem that can come about. This is a halachic issue. And indeed, there are ramifications for this, if, especially if you are a Shliach Tzibur, if you're the one leading the prayers. If you say Amen, it, it could confuse you. Right? It used to be, today we, we read the prayers from our Sidurim, from our prayer books. However, it used to be that we would pray by heart. We would say the Tfilos by heart. And as a result, if someone interrupted in the middle of the prayers to say Amen to the blessings of the priests, it could confuse a person and they could lose their place in the prayer and it could ruin their prayer. So, Allah Adam Yisosha, somebody's leading the prayer. Is he allowed to say Amen? So in fact, we paskin, even if we're using a prayer book, if when it comes to the blessings, 
First, they say a blessing on the blessing, right? They say, God commanded us, the Kohanim and the priests say, to bless the Jewish people with love. So on that bracha, indeed, if you are the Shliach Tzibur, you do not say Amen to that blessing. However, since you have the, the verses right in front of you in your prayer book, you're allowed to say Amen after each of the blessings of the priests. So, what's the halacha? Is it going to confuse the person? Is it going to confuse the one who's leading the prayers? So, if you don't have a prayer book, you're not allowed to say Amen after the blessings, because it will confuse you, you will lose your place, you won't get back to the prayers properly. If it's possible to answer without getting confused, without losing your place in the prayers, so then you're permitted to say Amen. Why is that? Says the Medrash, understand the importance of the word Amen. The word Amen is so powerful, so important, so deep. Such uh, an important affirmation, as we'll soon see, that it's so great in front of God, that uh, we allow you to say Amen. Says Rabbi Yehuda Bar Simon that the word Amen has three different connotations. And if we look at them carefully, we see that they're different shades of the same idea. Let's see. Shvua, the word Amen can be an oath. Vikabala, it can be a, a commitment. Vaamana, and it can be an affirmation. And the Majesh brings three different verses where we see each of these uses of the word Amen. In regards to the wayward wife, we find that she needs to swear that she hasn't done anything wrong. She says Amen, Amen. That's how she swears. That's how she takes the oath. So the word Amen can be an oath. It's a deep statement, a deep affirmation of the truth. Or statement of the truth. How do we know that it means that they accept upon themselves, they commit to something. As we have in our verses, the Torah says to us that there are curses upon a person if they do not give the Torah. The whole nation says, Amen, we accept it. We affirm that we accept this upon ourselves. How do we know that it means something that is a commitment, a show of trustworthiness? An affirmation, I'm sorry, not trustworthiness. An affirmation that this is what I want to be. Who was the general of the king, I believe of King David, if I'm not mistaken. It was King Solomon. Excuse my, uh, excuse my lack of knowledge here. It's the beginning of Malachim Allah, so I think it's King David. So, he said, "So may it be true. May it be true. Amen means let it be so. Okay? So that's the concept of the word Amen. Now, what does that have to do with us? Or what is the, the depth of this? How does this apply to us? Let's listen carefully to the following statement of the Medrash. You may have heard this. It's a pretty famous statement of our sages. Whoever says Amen, the word Amen, whoever affirms something spiritual, who says Amen to a blessing in this world, he's going to merit to say Amen in the world to come. 
in that spiritual realm. In the world to come, the, the, which is really in this world, honestly, it's after the Messiah arrives, there's a Tukufa, a time period of Mashiach, and then in the year 6000, which is in about 220 years from now, so we have Olam Haba, according to the Ramchal, Olam Haba is the world is changed into a new reality. A brand new reality comes into the world, that's called Olam Haba, a spiritual reality. Our physical selves lose their strength, the spiritual self becomes much more dominant. See how the Ramchal talks about that in Der Hashem and in other places. In that reality, if we say Amen in this reality, we're going to say Amen in that reality. What does that mean? We need to understand what this means. It's very important. Let's see. Davar Acher Amar B'Yeshub and Levi Komi Shenichnas Zavate Knesset Zavate Medrash Zavate Mazeh Whoever goes into the house of prayer, the house of study, whoever is davening to God, praying to God, studying the Torah in this world, so he will merit to do so as well. In the future world as well. Praiseworthy are those who sit in your home, in your house, the base medrash, the base hakneses, the temple, the synagogue, the place of prayer, the place of study. They will again praise you. If we are involved in seeking spiritual pursuits in this world, we will continue in our spiritual pursuits in the deeper spiritual world. Again, we need to understand what this means. Same idea, though. Say amen in this world, you're going to say amen in the next world. If you pray and study in this world, you're going to daven and learn in the next world. Beautiful thing. Also a parallel concept. Whoever listens to the voice of God, the voice of the Torah, the voice of conscience, of conscience as guided by the Torah, whoever listens to that voice, he will merit to hear the voice, the sounds of joy, of, of chasen and kala, of a... Of a uh, bride and a groom which is how the Torah describes in Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 11 how the Torah describes what it's going to look like when Mashiach when the Messiah arrives a new world a world of joy that joy of chasan and kala of bride and groom that sense of newness of excitement that's the experience that we're going to have when Mashiach comes when the Messiah arrives Beis Hamikdash, Holy Temple that awesome feeling of relationship. The relationship, that newness of relationship is what we're going to experience. If we listen to the Torah, if we keep the Torah, that's the Tishma. As the Mephoshim explained, it's going on this verse that, that we quoted at the beginning. If you listen, you will hear. If you listen to the, to the voice of the Torah now, you're going to hear that newness, that amazing excitement of Mashiach, of the Messiah's arrival, of God's revelation in the world. The Medrash finishes off and tells us that Moshe, Moses said to the people of Israel, Since it is so that whoever listens to the words of Torah, they will be raised up in this world and in the next world. Be so careful. Make sure you are listening to words of Torah. Make sure you are learning every single day. 
listening all the time, words of Torah, more words of Torah, repeating and repeating and repeating. And it will be if you will listen, you will hear the voice of Hashem your God. The Medrash is clearly making a connection between the word Amen and the concept of listening to the Torah. And it's saying that if we say Amen in this world, we're going to say Amen in the next world. If we learn the Torah in this world, we're going to learn the Torah in the next world. If we use our voices, our capacity to speak and to hear for prayer and for study of God's will, it's not going to stop here. It's going to continue forever. What is the depth of what this message is coming to teach us? And how can we apply it to ourselves? How can we think about this? We have opportunities to say Amen all the time. We have opportunities to learn Torah all the time. So it's really important to understand the depth and the message of this Medrash. And I believe that it's saying something very powerful. Think about it. It says here the word Amen means a Shavuah. means a Kabbalah. means an Amana. It's an oath. It's an acceptance. It's a confirmation. What happens when a person makes an oath? Think about it. You know, a guy comes into court and he says, uh, I don't owe him money. Bob says to, to Ruven says to Shimon, let's use nice Jewish names. Ruven says to Shimon, Shimon owes me money. Shimon says, I don't owe him money. So if Shimon makes an oath, so then he doesn't have to pay. What's the difference between Shimon saying, I don't owe him money, and saying, by God, you know, making an oath with God's name, swearing that now he doesn't owe the money. Why is that? Why do we believe him now? What is the power of an oath? What does a person do when they say such a statement? The answer is that a person, when they say an oath, when they say the word Amen, listen carefully, it's so important, we have to think about the things that we do all the time. When a person says an oath, they are affirming that this is as true as God is true. They are bringing God into the picture. And it is as if they are saying, as it were, if what I'm saying is not true, if what they are saying, I'm going to say it not about myself, if what they are saying is not true, let God strike them down. It's a very powerful statement. When a person brings God into the picture, affirms something by God, makes an oath with God's name, what they're doing is they're taking it seriously. This is real. This is really real. What I'm saying is really real. When I hear a bracha, someone gives me a blessing, and I say, Amen, from your mouth to God's ears. When I say, Amen, I am saying, it's real. I want to, I affirm, this is real. This is really real. That's what Amen means. It's an oath. The woman swears. She did not do anything wrong. It's a different statement than her saying, I didn't do anything wrong. She swears, Amen, Amen. I didn't do anything wrong by God. The Jewish people are told, if a person doesn't keep the Torah, they shall be cursed. Heaven forbid. They shall be cursed. Amen, I affirm by God. Someone says a blessing. Someone says something. Amen, by God it should happen. That's why we believe him. That's the power of the word amen. It means, I, I mean it. 
I'm bringing Hashem into this. I'm bringing God into this. This is real for me. And God is real to me. God is real to me. When a person says Amen in this world, if God is real to you in this world, then of course a person, when they get to the real world where God is openly apparent, God will be even more deeply real to that person. A person who's fighting God their entire lives, or fighting to say that God doesn't exist, heaven forbid, their entire lives. So when they get to the reality of God, all they'll be is embarrassed. It won't be enjoyable. It won't be a happy place, Om Haba, for such a person. The Pesukim tell us that. A person who said Amen in this world, a person who listened to the words of Torah, who is praying, who God was real to them. Spirituality was real to them. God's will was real to them. They affirmed God's will. If I listen, that Pasuk that talks about how important and how deep we need to listen to the words of the Torah, how important it is and how deep it needs to be to us, how real it needs to be to us, is right after the curses and the word Amen that was responded by the Jewish people. That was the response of the Jewish people. It's, it's not a coincidence that placement of these two concepts next to each other. It's teaching us that how do we take it real? How do we take it seriously? How do we make it real? How does it become something which makes a mark on us? The way is, we listen to the words of the Torah. We hear Divrei Torah. We're in the study hall. We're studying the words of Torah. This is what's important to us. This is what we talk about. We talk about the shofar. We talk about Rosh Hashanah's coming up. The Yemadin. We talk about the Slichas. We talk about this is what we're listening to. This is what we're happy. This is what's. This is what our conversations are about. This is what's real to us. This is what's important to us. If that's what's important to us, so it's going to be. It's not just in this world, it's going, to be, it's going to be real for us in the world to come as well. This is something which we're acquiring for all eternity to the extent, to the, to the, to, in proportion to how much we make this real. Amen means this is real to me. A person swears, Amen. A person confirms, Amen. A person says, it should be so, Amen. This is real, that's what Amen is. And that's what the Pasuk is telling us. If you listen to the words of Torah, if the Torah is real to you, if that's what you're listening to, if that's the, if those are the messages that you're trying to incorporate into yourself, those who are sitting in this, in this home, in this place, in this house, house of worship, the house of God, those who are sitting here, will continue to sit there because that's where they belong. They'll be in that place for all eternity. They'll be in that place of closeness to God. They will have that joy. You heard the voice of God until now. You're going to hear the voice of God when it's revealed. It's going to be joyous for you. It's not going to be a busha. It's not going to be embarrassing. Think about all of those people who have been denying God, denying God's reality, denying the, the, the fact that the Jewish people are the prime nation of God, the chosen people. How embarrassing will it be in that moment when God reveals Himself to the world and says, I am God, and these are my people. It won't be a joyous time. It's only joyous for those who hear the voice of God. Those who hear Hashem's voice, if you hear, hear, you will hear there. If you hear now, 
You will hear later, Kol Sosem Kol Simcha will be a great joy. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us, and this is the end of the Medrash, this is why Moshe is telling us, this is it, this is the way, this is the path, you want to know how to be happy in this world and be happy in the next world. There's only one way. It's by listening to the Word of God. It's by saying Amen, confirming, affirming, making it real for yourselves. The Torah, the will of Hashem, the will of God, listening here, and you're going to listen there. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us, that we should be able to understand the, the meaning of what we're saying all the time, the word Amen. Hashem should help us to be able to hear the words of Torah, hear the depth of what's going on, the will of Hashem, so so much so, that soon we will hear the the voices of joy with the advent of Mashiach, and we will hear and we will see God's presence for all time. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.